Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome once again. You're listening to Free on the Inside. I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and you're listening to another great episode of Free on the Inside. we like to give acknowledgement to our sponsor of this program, uh, Beverly Beasley and Granny Flays Ministry. Granny Flays Ministry is a nonprofit ministry meeting the needs of our young men and women at risk. We're happy to bring you this show once again. Here, and we're excited about our guest this on there. We have our co-host on the line here, Brother Richard Daniel, will be coming in here shortly. But today, 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 uh, uh, our guest is a good friend of mine. He's pastor, and he's uh, uh, committed to what God has put to his hands to do. Uh, I would like to introduce you to uh, our show this morning is Pastor uh, Orlando Carey with Family Reconnect. And he's going to come on and he's going to share some things concerning Family Reconnect and also a program that's coming up here uh, this month. Good morning, Pastor Carey. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great, doing great. Thank you. Welcome to the program once again. Uh, I'm excited to have you on this morning here, and please introduce yourself and tell us about Family Reconnect. First of all, good morning, everybody, and give God the praise. It's a wonderful day that God has created. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Well, let me explain a little bit about Family Reconnect, and first of all, I am a pastor here in South Dallas, and um, we have come with a situation we are in right now, and it's called Family Reconnect because we need to reconnect with family, reconnect with ourselves, and reconnect with God because what God is showing us, in other words, we got to understand where he wants us to be at because there's so many things in the problems in this world. And it says deep down inside as we look at what God has showed us, he said, be not conformed to the things of this world. Be, be transformed by renewing of your mind. And that brings us back to where we're saying about this particular topic. When we talk about family reconnect, remember when you were a child and things in your life was not fantastic in this way of life where we look at so too much corruption, chaos, turmoil is in the families. Now, a lot of people who try to rely for the teachers to change it, we rely on other people to change the things, but it has to start at home. and has to start it which within the temple of God. Well, God gave us the other things we need is called, which is in heaven. He gave us all the things we need to go against these forces that happen in life. But keep in mind, what God is showing us right now, he wants us to stay focused. But what about these children? And that's why Family Connect is so important. Our children today are so in a decision of what they decide they call what they want to do in life. Well, they weren't made for that particular reason, and they came from the source of parents and, you know, people who actually understood the fact when they brought that baby in the world, there was a time of commitment and a desire to let that child know they didn't have to understand extra suffering that they do normally because what happens is life goes by. We all have a problem. But it starts at home if we can change that child from what's going on in the time of his life and let him know we love him. We understand the things that he's going through, peer pressure, pressures of the things of life. But where are the parents in this situation? And what I'm saying is that how many men have left their children? How many men and women have understood the fact their child needs them more each day? Well, I've heard all this, and everybody has told me, oh, I don't have enough time to hear what my child's crying. But the thing about that child, he is part of you. And why I say that is 
when God gave you that beautiful baby and knew one day that beautiful baby may be a mayor, a lawyer, a preacher, or be some interest in this world today in society. Well, most kids have turned to the streets. They have found out they have no love at home. They have no love at the friends and family. So what they do, they decide to create their own individual way of religion, and they live that according to their own means. What we want to do is family reconnect, let them understand, let's create a way in their life, get them reconnected back with God, let them be reconnected with themselves about love and happiness, and bring this society back where it needs to be. But most of all, bring them reconnected based with God. That's the whole thing about Family Reconnect. Oh, that is great. That's great. And as you were sharing some things, I want to just piggyback off of some of the things you said you, that you had shared with me and the listening audience. But uh, we have our co-host on the line here, Brother Daniel. He's just going to come in just to say hello, and then we'll go on with the program. God bless you, though, uh, Pastor Kerry. Brother Daniel. Good morning, Raymond Lewis. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We have our guest on the line here this morning. We're going to give him plenty of time to share, reconnect, and then we'll get back with you, okay? But we definitely want you to know that we got you in our queue, and you're coming up here with some questions to ask our guests if you have any. Okay, Brother okay. Lewis. Uh, how you doing today, Pastor Curry? How you doing today? Oh, praise the Lord and giving God the praise in every aspect of life. And um, just thanking him because he woke me up this morning and started me on a new vision and a new way to go out and just to help someone and be part of a new day. Amen, amen. And that's so true. Pastor Kerry, you know, you were saying some things that really touched my heart. That become, I do juvenile ministry, man. I do adult ministry, and I do street ministry. You have seen me. We've been on the battlefield. And a lot of things that people are dealing with, whether young or old, it starts out when at their home. It starts out at the basic foundation, you know, as we've been hurt. Because I, I talk to men in jail. they still living through childhood issues, man. Father walked out on me. The stepfather didn't uh, take it, uh, uh, take care of me. Didn't give me prior, uh, a wise counseling. Mom just couldn't equip me because let's face it, a woman cannot raise a man. I don't care how good she is, how educated she is, how gifted she is. She just don't have the the ups to raise a young man. You know, we need to know some skills, brother. We need to know how to govern ourselves when people talk about us. Mama say, I love you, but what about the world? Yeah, I'm getting loved at home, but when I get out in the world, I can't, you know, I don't see that love being manifested. And we need to be able to share with our young men and the upcoming fathers, potential fathers, and the have-been fathers to kind of reconnect with their with their child, whether it's male or female. Now, tell us about the program that's coming up here uh, at the Larry Johnson uh, Recreation Center over on Dixon Street here. And I like that. I like that because, you know, we need to have some things that's governed to a family. We know we do a lot of programs where we are, we are encouraging each other and we're, fun, we're raising money for this and that, but you very seldom hear anything said about family issues. You know, woman die loose, man die loose, brother you said free, child you're going to be blessed, but nobody's talking about the family. I love that. Well, well, you know, one thing, and I'm and I'm so glad to be on the show this morning. One thing about uh, it's going to happen on October the 9th. It's at the Larry Johnson Center, Recreational Center, 3700 uh, Dixon Avenue. It's in um, Dallas, uh, South Dallas. And the thing is, what it is, they're supposed to have a lot of political uh, uh, 
people there, and also I believe the mayor's going to be there, and a, and a lot of people of interest, and you know, and it's going to be other municipalities who are coming through. In other words, uh, to bring other words, different voice, and let people understand what they're trying to do for the community. Now, 2019 is not here yet, but sometime what God has given us vision, who are pastors and ministers, and let us understand. And we're not trying to make more or less a situation where it costs the community any money. What it is is trying to get the interest of the parents to be part of it. And what I'm looking at, like you said, about the men who've been in prison and those who, who look at they still carry that, that burden. My dad wasn't there. You know, uh, nobody talked to me about love. Nobody talked or showed me what I was supposed to do. Well, let me explain this. You have God who made you. And sometime after you pass a certain thing, God lets you understand we no longer have to have the world to, oh, how you say, as far as go to, to listen, like you say, media and social situations. We go to God in every aspect, and he will provide everything we need. Now, the hurt, the brokenness, I've been there. I was homeless. But what God did is show me now, don't look at what is created from a natural point of view. Look at your supernatural things that are in you that has not even been born yet. Mm, come on. And let us understand where we need to be at in this point of life that's going to bring us to the higher heights and the deeper depths of reaching these children. Yeah, and you see where I'm at now? Because that's very important. If we don't actually deal, watch this. People say, and you know, I'm going to say it in this kind of matter, the homeless problem we have is not because, I guess, like you said, whatever their decisions and whatever happened in that time, that's, that's done. In other words, leave that alone. Go back to what you were doing at the time when it, it didn't happen. And at the same time, you know, like you said, somebody said you have to pull up your bootstraps and keep going and marching on and going to where you need to be, your dreams, your goals, and the victory that God put in you to have. The other part is when I was saying this is, when you think about how things are with this homeless problem, we, better, we have to do something now because if not, we're going to have another epidemic of children being homeless and not concerned about what this beautiful city of Dallas is about and other parts of our city and the, and the people where we live at. Because what happens is if they don't show love now to these children, that's the next generation and maybe the next homeless problem will be in a greater situation for everybody. So oh, 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 you hit the you hit the nail on the head as you were sharing that. You know, as I do juvenile ministry, I try to equip young men for tomorrow. We talk about religious right. things and garden things, but we also talk about the world system, how to navigate through the things there, because uh, God spoke it plainly through Jesus. He said, give Caesar what's Caesar, but give God what's God. You know, we got to let right. go and let God. That's why I tell the brother, I said, let the past go and let God. We can't undo what did happen, right. but we can just go on. And, and I like what you're saying here because a lot of times we're wrestling. We're wrestling with issues. And I think so much when you were saying that, well, I think about Jacob. Jacob had some issues that he wrestled with God on the issue about, you know, mm-hmm. self-worth. I doubt being fearful, being pride. He wrestled and wrestled and wrestled until God changed his whole outlook on things. And then Jacob did exactly. not see that at first. He still was living in that. I said, brother, you're not that old person you used to be. You got to become that new creation. Yes, you messed up. Yes, things didn't go right. But let those things go and answer to a new calling. 
that you are a child, that you that you the head, and that that you are worthy to the things of God. You know, Pastor Kerry, some people don't think they ought to be blessed. Some people do not think that they ought to get the benefits that God has to offer in this world here. But with you being reconnected, mm-hmm. you let the people know that, yes, you messed up. Yes, you deserve those things, but God is greater than anything that you will ever face. And, and I love Amen. that. I love that, man, because I do juvenile ministry, and, 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 and a couple times a year they allow us to put on a program. I put on two types of programs. Uh, really, right. three, but I was saying, I was speaking about two. We talk about the things of, of life, about jobs, career, and opportunity. Then we talk about God, amen? Then we talk about God, and right. we talk about career and opportunity. I'm saying it both ways because you can't separate one from the other. I bring in athletes and professionals to talk about the, the professional side, but those men and, and Kaylee women break it down and say, hey, they ain't all about where I'm at, my prestige or my notoriety in life. It wasn't for God. I wouldn't be here. I slipped and I fell. I, and, but yet I looked up and I saw God that was still had his hands on me. And I like that being reconnected, being reconnected with the family Amen. and with God. I love what you're saying here. Now tell us at this event that's coming up here over at the Larry Johnson okay. Rec Center. Now what can we okay. expect when we, uh, when, uh, when we go over there as families, as men, as uh, uh, fathers, as mothers? What can we expect? Well, one thing, um, I had set up a company which is called um, Christian Legal of Dallas, Texas, and what it is, it's called we're mediators, uh, you know, and God calls us with the peacemakers. And what that means is we're pastors, ministers, evangelists, and in the word of God, and we work with the Holy Spirit, which brings us to the acknowledgement and the enlightenment of a people's not just feelings, but to get their innermost feelings, in other words, reinvent what they've been created for and let them understand what they're actually going to understand. This moment is a time to make a change if they're not even ready to make a change, but they're able to hear a change. And and whatever timeline we have, but it is because everybody reacts different. I might say something to you. Somebody may say something to another person. They may not react right away, but, you know, they may walk out the door. You know, they were really right. I need to make a change with my family. You know, and when they're making a reinvented change in their life, they'll be able to see a lot of things in their own way and see things happen. Now, here's the other part about that. There are going to be a lot of people there, other cities, city officials, you know, a lot of people that have been, um, you know, have different things to say that can help other people. And it's really, like you said, from the reconnection part of it, it lets them understand, let's take time and let's reinvent the self we have which we have today, and change a selfish act to a reacting act of helping people and caring, not just for people, but for what we need as looking at from these new things are coming to these children to let them understand, look, we're there for you no matter what, no matter what you go through. Who cares? Mama wasn't there. Daddy wasn't there. But guess what? We're stepping up. We're stepping up the game from where we are, and we're putting down what the issues that were in our life, and we're moving on to things that changed our life. Be able to talk to you, and see, mm, and that's no, going to make good. them that, that's going to make them see a whole insight of what they really need to do. They say, "Wait a minute, they do care about me. They do care about us," and then they'll actually absorb that seed that's planted in their spirit, which is the soil that God gave them. You know, to make them understand 
hey, this is this is the time for it. And see, and now we can really go into a whole new season. Uh, you got three months away from a whole new year. So let's make that change now before we walk into a whole new year, bringing in the old stuff, you know, and you know, and you know, and the Bible speaks about that in every aspect. It say you can't put new wine in old skins. Well, let's change. <laughs> Come that. on now. Go ahead. That is, so that is so true. That is so true. Yeah, let's break this. Let's break through and break the chains and the bondings and all the things that's been holding anything in your life back, and make that supernatural love that God gave you and produce it in the following year. Come on. You, you know, Pastor Kerry, you, you said something that, that resonated in my in my spirit. I was uh, doing a um, a Bible study a couple of years ago, and this young man asked me after Bible study. He said, "Hey, I've been reading my Bible, and I'm reading about the the writings of Paul, and Paul was very gifted, but who was his father? I cannot find out who his father. And we know that uh, you know if we do some uh, lineage background, and we'll find out who Paul's father is." But the Holy Spirit quickened me and said that doesn't matter who Paul's father was, he was able to do what he what what uh what he was able to do because God allowed him to do it. I said, Brother, you're hearing right now. And don't disqualify you from the things that God put to your hands to do. And you know, and people mm-hmm. uh and, and people kinda wonder when I tell them about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had a heavenly father, but he also had an earthly father. Jesus was not exactly. His, his biological father, uh, Joseph was not his biological father, but he honored him here on earth. And I said, man, mm-hmm. God put men in your life, whether they're your uh, stepfather or a uh, a, a man that's, or that's uh, tend to have an interest in you, the best interest, a godly interest in you to teach you and to guide you, you should honor him just as Jesus had honored his heavenly father. Because, uh, as mm-hmm. uh, you know, because uh, as we go through life, Sometimes God put men in our life and mentors and encourage us to kind of help us when that stepfather or when that other father isn't available for us. And so I, I got to thinking about that. You talk about being a mediator. Sometimes people, they get it twisted that they say, I don't want nobody else speaking into my life because you're not my biological father. Yes, but God had put people in your life to encourage you for a season and you're to take mm-hmm. hold to that. And that's what we have to redirect uh, people's minds on those things, you know. That's right. And, you know, um, and I'll say this, uh, speaking about and, and mediation and things that we do, we're what is called a neutral party. We, we're actually, we listen to maybe what happens when a person goes go through. Other, the other party is not listening to, and I had talked to several people about this one problem. They don't listen to their mate of what the mate is. I mean, let, let me use an example as a relationship. Let's say the husband is trying to explain. I came in late, you know, and I was I stopped at the gas station, and then the argument may break loose on something that happened on the job. Well, when the yeah. argument kicks in, it might be it might be something that he has something inside that he wants to say, but he doesn't say it. Same thing with the woman. In mediation, we're just a, a neutral party, and what that means is we'll listen everything that you have to say, and most of the time you're really healing yourself by getting it all out, you know, instead of somebody like, oh, yeah, you did this. And most people like who are in prison today was because they didn't have mediation at an early age. And see, that's mm-hmm. why we bring it now to the children, bring it to the parents, and bring it to the people to let them understand they need mediation. And somebody even told me this. This might sound a little uh, on a uh, humor side. They said 
between a boyfriend and girlfriend getting together, before they bring a baby in the world, let them have a time to understand about mediation, what you're getting into, how your mind is getting ready to set up to a point you're bringing a new life in this world and understand. Can you understand there's a commitment? Can you understand that you both are committed to this child? And see, when they don't, when they don't have that value, and see, we do value and ethics about what things and about people's lives are, they're like, wow, why not do this before? And, you know, and, and I like to say, if anybody who's been in prison and anybody who's been incarcerated, the fact is 90% of the people we talk to have always said, you know, I should have thought about this before I did this crime. And the thing is the same thing. You need people to come into their life and let them understand, wow, there was a way before I am, I'm in this situation and now i got to serve with the circumstances that I could have changed earlier. Oh, that is so true. You know, uh, and I did not think about that because prior to childbirth, a couple ought to go into counseling to see how they're going to go because their life going to change. Situations yeah. are not going to be the way they used to be, just being together, just them going out on date night, them watching their favorite program, them, uh, they even their sleep pattern is being disrupted. And we never even think about that. We say, okay, we're having a baby. We'll just do what it, well, you know, what we need to do when the baby get here instead of thinking these things out. I like that. I like that. I like that. Because it could save us from a lot of uh, disappointments and a lot of challenges and stuff. And then it also helps the family to stay together. Because sometimes right. you know, both couples feel like they've been neglected. Now you used to spend your time with me. You you over there playing with the baby all the time. You used to play with me. You know, every time the baby calls or cries, <laughs> you jump up see the baby. But then I'm hollering you. I'm trying to get your attention, and you ignoring me. It ain't that they ignore you; that they just kind of mentally, you know, mentally tired. You know, just out of it. So yeah. I like that. And you know, and it's been a mediator. I'm gonna bring uh, Mr. Daniel in here in a few minutes. But you know, as you've been okay. a mediator, I do mentoring. And mentoring and mediator okay. is uh, a mentoring is just encouraging people. Mediators say, I'm getting ready in the midst of things like that. I try to catch them on one side of the spectrum, and you in the, and you catch them on the other side of it, you know. And, but it all works exactly. out to the glory of God. You know, I have a ministry uh, 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 subtitle. is called Help Change a Life. And, and Pastor Kerry, mm. I, I thank God for what you're doing. It's Help Changing a Life. We can't do nothing apart from God, but if we can point some things out. James 4, right. 5, and, uh, 5 and 19 says, show them the errors of their ways and save their soul from death and cover a bunch of two to sin. Hey, man, I see what's going on there. I see how I'm going I see what I was wrong at. And now you save a soul yeah. from death and cover a bunch of two to sin. Not physical death, but a spiritual death, you know, a death of a family, right. a death of a relationship, a death of a child, a separation. Come on, man. You know? You know, sometimes we could be dead as we in the same house with the spouse. You know, I ain't got no feeling for her for 20 years because it, it didn't nobody help, uh, uh, was able to speak into our lives and we didn't seek proper counseling. I love that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring Brother yeah. Daniel in here. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, good morning, Brother Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Yes, you doing great. Uh, you have any questions for Pastor Kerry? You want to join the conversation? Yeah, I'm enjoying the conversation. Uh, um, well, uh, I've been listening to y'all and the way y'all talking and what you're saying and about uh, basically uh, one of the main things that Jesus told uh, us, he said that the poor would be with her always. And basically what he was saying by that, he was saying like a, uh, being poor is like a mindset, you know. And basically you get programmed into being like that. 
and then you think you can't come out of it. So when we look at these, uh, most men, you see them on the streets. Uh, in fact, a couple of days ago, me and Rem Lewis was out there uh, where we go on Sunday evenings, and we go and minister to the people and feed them. And I was talking to him when I was saying that uh, you got to basically understand this. This is like a battle that they're going through. It's a, it's a spiritual battle. It's a battle. It's a war. It's a whole lot of war on, on the man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at it, you look at all these things that's happening in the world. You look at the Bill Cosby, the O.J. Simpsons. Uh, who else got in trouble? They're all the black men. When they target them, uh, we got one right here in Dallas got in trouble. You know, uh, city councilman he getting in trouble. All these people. You know what I'm saying? And and you look at it, you have to basically understand that kids are, are they look at the people that that are, that that are over them. That's why you see most uh, 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 rap artists when they first start off. You know, they start off poor, and then when they come up, they get to come up large. They call it coming up large. I'm coming up large, you know, and then everybody, then they want to pat themselves after them and do the things that they do. And then when they get in trouble, you know, you can't find nobody. You can't understand, well, what happened? What happened? It's just a false sense of security that they put inside these, these kids, and they don't really know who to relate to. And That's if right. you look at it, most of all this rap music, it goes about like a, like you say, it's like a, a art form. That's what they told me that that what hip hop was really about. It's like a, it's a, like a lifestyle, a lifestyle. I mean, you teaching men how to degrade women. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, teach them how to walk around sagging with their pants down. You don't want to respect the elderly people. And and basically it's 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 a weapon, what I'm trying to say, uh uh Proud Carry. It's one of the main weapons that Satan uses against the family structure because that's what he wants. He wants to destroy the family. He wants to destroy the family because if there's no family, there ain't gonna be no future. And, and right. So true. Hey, brother uh, Daniel, uh, why have you on the line here? We have another caller coming in. But what is one of the things that we can do to offset what Satan is doing? We know it's a trick of the enemy, man. Well, we want to do a reconnect family. What do you think about what is uh, need to be embedded as Pastor and Kerry talking about being reconnected with the family? What are your thoughts or ideas concerning that reconnection uh, mentoring program which he's developing? Well, I know a lot of people don't, a lot, a lot of people right now don't understand, but when they took prayer out of school, it destroyed everything. Okay, okay. And, and basically, that, yeah. if you don't have a school and church, uh, a connection, there's, it, there's a failure, there's a failure because you have to have the school, the kids, and 20, um, I would say about 60% of the of your child's life is in high school and in public school. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. so true. That's, hey, mm-hmm. hold on to that. Hold on to that thought. That we got another call on the line there. We're going to probably pick it back off of that. Next watch, you're here will be Miss Anderson. She'd like to join in on the conversation. Good morning, Miss Anderson. You're on the net. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you I, for calling I, in. I, you're welcome. I just want to say that, you know, by me 
observing or looking around, there's a lot of people who let who have um, family influences, meaning their own mothers and their own fathers keeps them down where they don't even have a mind on their own. And there's so much like a parent that they don't know how to be, uh, you know, have their own thoughts. They don't know how to uh, think outside the box. All because of what they done learned from within the household. And, you know, it's, you have to try to reach them people because they 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 don't think they don't think outside the box. You know, they let the influence get them to where they're not the uh not of you know, um what I'm trying to say. Not of uh, you know, making common sense or making decisions of themselves. And, you know, it's a cycle. It it goes down from the you know, the parents to the 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 child because you know, it's it's like I don't I don't know. I can't sit I can't sit up here and explain it, but you know, I have my mother and father and their influence on me is, you know, um well how can I say it? Um, their influences on me, you know, make me wanna do something better. But you have other people who have my issues of things in the past that's holding them back, you know. And it starts with the parents, and then it goes to the child. So that's, that's what I want to say. I don't know if you understand and, and, what I'm saying, but. Yes, I do. And, and, and that is so true because as I'm doing this ministry, I hear the people telling me I'm on, I'm going to be in this situation called uh, with all, everybody in our families in this situation, jail. I meet young guys that's in juvenile, I say, well, I got an uncle in jail, I got a brother in jail, I got a cousin in jail. So, Jail is is a lifestyle that we live. I said, wait a minute, you got to break this cycle. <laughs> I know people that are mm-hmm. hustling because mom them hustle, grandmama them hustle, and and so that's a, mm-hmm. a, a, a addictive behavior. And we as a, as a society, as a as believers in Christ Jesus, have to break that as cycle. And I like Amen. what parents saying, being reconnected because sometimes we're connected to the wrong source. Just because we grew go. up in a household like that, as my dear sister has said that her parents have a big influence, whether it's positive or negative. And sometimes even having a negative influence around you and you surround yourself with godly people and wise counseling, you want to get out of that situation there. And so mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on that there, you know. And so that's why this family reconnection is it, it it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me because I see I see fractured families. I see fractured families because of Mother's not educated, father's not educated, or uh, neither one of them are available. And sometimes the kids are raising themselves. You have young ladies that's having babies at 14 years old, and they're and they're still a child. You have young that's men right. being asked to take care of the family because the mother ain't there. So, uh, you know, they they uh, you know when I was growing up, uh, we get back to the conversation. There was a, a, a family in our apartment unit. Their mother was always gone, but she had some resources to pay the rent. But she paid the rent on a monthly basis, and but just she just uh, left the house. The kids was by themselves for uh, 29 days. On the 30th day, she would mm. show back up to pay the bill. And the kids learned to, you know, to govern themselves like that. They raised themselves like that. Some of them ended up being successful of the family, and some of them didn't do right. But I just said, I wonder how many kids of today have been left like that 
mom and dad get the money and pay the bills. And they say, okay, you know your school schedule. You make sure your little brother go to school. You make sure your sister gets something to eat and eat it. Y'all take care of yourself. And, and we, if you need any help, call Aunt Mary or call Uncle Bob. They'll come over and check on you. And and, yeah. and, and see, mm-hmm. that's, that's a dysfunctional family. Yeah, I see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I, I wanted to speak on something with Brother Daniels was saying that, uh, like, you know, that the Bible said it was a, a curse that uh, entered the family uh, tree of life. But the thing is, Jesus said he went to the cross and made it understood that you now have a comfort from him, which is the Holy Spirit, the building and an enlightenment of what's going on. Now, let me go a little bit back with the family reconnect and um, the mediators. The fact is, when God was letting us understand, he called it, we, the mediators are the peacemakers. It says in Matthew, the book of Matthew, how the things of life have changed. He says we have different gifts and talents. The thing what mostly people are missing is the mediation we build what is called the inner structure in someone's life to let them understand from the beginning. Remember when you were this and how people treated you. Do you want to treat the next generation the same way? And we let them understand when they see that, they're able to understand, wait a minute, okay, I'm no longer a child. I don't do the child. I put away the childish things, but now I become a man. And the scripture let us understand we have a responsibility, a commitment, not just to ourselves, but to God. And what we understand, of course, life is going to throw some curves, and we got to be prepared for that. But let's put it this way. If we do what God told us to do according to what the scriptures are saying and we live by the word of God, you're now under not yourself. You don't belong to yourself, you know, and the book of Romans tells you that because now we belong with God and the principles. And I feel if you live off the principles and the precepts what God has put on this earth for us to go by, I believe half the problems that we have are actually committed eliminated because we no longer, uh, how you say, we cast every weight that beseech you, but yet at the same time we put on the garment of praise and give God more than what we do for the world. And if we can look at what God is showing us, I think our life, and I believe this, always, we won't be thinking about how the other problems are. We'll concentrate on the word. And that's going to bring you through through a lot of hardships. And that's what we do with the mediation. We bring and we're mediators to let people understand. Let's build not just the the ground structure of the walls and the buildings of life. Well, let's go to the structure of the beginning where it started with you, and then we build from that up to who you are today. Oh, oh, that is so true. That's so. Hey, I have a question for Miss Anderson before we move on. Miss Anderson, uh, what is your take on a on a woman's point of view regarding family and the uh, family reconnect? Because we talk about it, we think about it on the, on the men's level, but what about the the ladies? When uh, most women, to me, don't know how to love because they haven't been loved. Most women will, you know, from what I done been around, from what I done seen, is don't know how to be, I'm not going to say women, but they don't know how to really love and give the man the support that they need like they did back in the day. Mm. Like, mm. you know, we all know that, Men may mess up, and they got a lot of things against them. But at the end of the day, a man need a strong woman beside him. You know, uh, right. be little women. I mean, little girls in the mind. 
They don't they don't know how to show that man love. That man needs love, guidance, he needs protection, he needs somebody that's gonna be there. And a lot of men that wouldn't that probably in jail parts don't even have the women that that they need to have behind Because if they did they would have been still behind if they went to jail. I don't know. But it just right. me that some some women just don't don't know how to love. You know, it's all about money, which, you know, it's systems and systems of that, but I don't know where we got lost at because we're supposed to be the, 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 the help and not, you know, being lazy or none of that. And I see a lot of women being lazy and not doing their part. And the man will go out there, he'll work hard all day. And the woman don't do nothing but complain. But this man, done, mm-hmm. he doesn't just have to do it over and over, you know. So my take is that women, that some some women don't know how to be women because they're, if they're same-same mothers, they have influence of the mother's, you know, hurt and wounds of what a man done done to them. Mm-hmm. So I don't oh, know. Oh, that, so. Well, sure. Like, and you I know like what? And, and that's something that we never think about because we want to know, why come people are like that, and then it's just a generational thing. But as a Pastor Kerry was talking about being family reconnected, now we can see. Yeah. Now he'll know how to govern himself as mediator on a woman's point of view. And as we listen to the program, then you'll see what men are challenging. And we all have challenges that we face. But glory be to God that he sent us a mediator through his son, Jesus Christ, through men and women that are like-minded. And those are mediators. We are mediators for Christ here on earth. Pastor Kerry, mm-hmm. you're doing the work of the ministry Amen. right here on earth, and you're encouraging men. And, as, and we're going to go on with the program here. We want to thank you. Thank you both for being a guest on, on the program. Thank you for lending your voice to the program. And, uh, and, and Pastor Kerry, now, at the event that's going to come up here, give us the date and the time of that event, because I'm looking at a flyer now, but I think you can express it a lot better than I can. Okay. Um you want to want me to tell you more about what the flyer is about or what the event is about? Uh, yeah, yeah. What the uh, flyer? What's uh, uh, the the date and time of the event and and some of the uh, the first uh, uh, program that's going to be there? Some of the events. I'll okay. Put it that way. All right. Well, first of all, it's going to be on October ninth, which is Tuesday, um, and it's going to be between five and nine at the Larry Johnson Center Recreation Center, thirty seven hundred uh, Dixon Avenue. That is in Dallas, Texas, and um, based on what we're actually reaching out, people that, who have been stretched out, people who have been more or less under, misunderstood about how they accept life. We dealt with a lot of people who were um, in suicidal uh, situations, and to make their change in life that they do have a way to live, you know, and have a, a survival uh, rate in their families that can actually take place to make a difference. Also, uh, there are going to be some speakers there. It's going to be food. It's going to be uh, more or less not just a gathering. It is the 35th annual uh, anniversary of what they call the night out and here in Dallas. And we just feel that let's all come out and have a wonderful time at the same time. Express yourself. Talk to some of the uh, city officials. They're going to be there. I don't know exactly who exactly. But I know it's going to be a time where everybody will get together, and we will share a lot about what we're about also as mediators and what we are about the family reconnect. And I think what the main thing, what I have seen is, and I like what uh, Ms. Anderson was saying, and she was saying basically about 
the little girls who are having these babies and their babies themselves. In other words, that, that I found out, and I've, I've talked to a lot of young girls regarding this, um, under, you know, they've been under pressure and stress when they have these children, and they don't know what to do. I've talked to um, one young lady, she threw a baby in the trash can, and another woman threw a baby in a paper bag and threw him in the middle of the street. And lucky, by the grace of God, God sent an angel. When the, the man was driving by, he saw this baby on the side of the road. He didn't see him by his face, but he saw the bag. It's like a plastic bag was moving. And thank God he opened the bag, and there was the baby. And, and it's so strange how... The abortion situation with, you know, a lot of uh, girls, and the thing not just that, we can't blame them because, like you said, they were created for us who are men. And the thing is, and most of what I've found out, like Ms. Anderson Anderson was saying, you know, there has been so much abuse with the different relationships. And I believe one thing, God let us understand we are men. Remember, and let me go back to Genesis with Adam and Eve. Soon as Adam found out what was going on, he said, it was the woman you gave me. So a lot of men have blamed a lot of women for a lot of things in their life. But guess what, men, and I'm speaking to Christian men, people who are believers and non-believers, but who are men, let's take a stand again and let God understand. Let's let the principles of God be in our life and not us live off what you say, the system, and go along what needs to be done. And let's go back to these babies and go back to, the, you know, the young girls and go back to the, the young boys who are struggling in this. And let's become, let's get what it's called, the Bible said, get in, we got to be part of the gap of what God is showing us and who we are. Because every one of us have a purpose here. We may not identify it right now, but he said, you'll learn it, like you said, as you grow. And our talents, you know, God shows that every one of us have a talent to help the next person whether it be a testimony or whether it be something that's really of source in life. And, you know, and I believe what God is showing us right now, let's all come together. And i like to say this also, um, Pastor Joel, we have a place that we meet. It's called Papa's Barbecue, 2231 Northwest Highway in Harry Hines, and it's at 1 o'clock every Tuesday. Come on down there, fellowship and worship. You know, and what we do is the people off the street who come in, let them eat, but at the same time, let your testimony be life. Words are life. And see, when you're speaking something to existence, it actually gratifies, and it actually has a situation to grab somebody and say, yeah, they can, they can make a change. And let yes, oh, change. I love that. I love you know, that. I love yeah, that. You know, you know. You know, you got to be fired up over here. I just got to say something. You know, you said making a change. You know, we, uh, as I do juvenile ministry, we have some things that we embedded that's Christian things, but they're also worldly things that they can associate with. We did a vegetable garden. And the young men, they, they've been in jail, they've been selling drugs, and they've been robbing, and they've just been living a, a, a lifestyle that they just uh, uh, just doing for themselves, you know, doing what seemed to be right now. But as I put together that garden, and I got a couple of young men to start taking care of the garden, and I started talking to them, and I was telling them the importance of investing your time and your talent in something that you'll grow, you that go. you will 
gain the benefit from it, a garden. You plant a seed and you have to wait for patience. Brother, when you're involved in something, you got to wait for the result. Just as they've been incarcerated, they got to wait till their sentence come to an end. They got to wait till the court decide what's going to happen. With life, you have to uh, be patient and invest your time. And not only will you be blessed by your investment, but you'll be able to bless your family with a garden, with your friends, and all those that are associated with you. One other thing that we do, and I shared with you earlier, I think it'll be appropriate time to share it now. We, uh, uh, for the young men that are doing well in the uh, in the in the center, we get them little gifts, and one of the gifts I give them is a wallet, something as simple as a bill folder. And I say a bill folder is only wow. as valuable as what you put in it. Life is only Amen. as valuable as what you put in it. You know, if you don't put nothing in it, you can't get nothing out of it. Talk about money now. Well, if you got a wallet, right. if you ain't got nothing in it, you can't put nothing out. How often have we mm-hmm. left the house and we left our wallet at home that has something in it that we may need to for the remainder of the day? We'll leave and go back and get it. But if we got a wallet, ain't nothing in there. So, man, I don't need that wallet. ain't got nothing in there. <laughs> you know, so I mm-hmm. tell you, young man, whenever they invest their time and their talent in things, they're going to get something out of it. It's as simple as that. Life. If you invest yourself mm-hmm. in, in different aspects of life, you should be able to reap benefits from whether they're good or bad. You're going to reap something out of it. Amen. So I encourage them to uh, do the do the things that are pleasing to God. Get an education. Help their family. If nobody ever went to college in their family, let them be the first. Anyone ever, no one ever had a job for any length of time. You be the first. You set the standard. You don't have to go on doing what what you always had been doing. And then you can surround yourself with wise counsel. And you know the people that mean that that mean you no harm. I can't point them out to you. I can suggest some things, but you have to have that relationship with a person. And you're old enough, young man, young lady, to know if this isn't any good, if somebody saying some things that's going to cause you to be in this condition again or continue to stay in this Mm -hmm. condition. You shouldn't want that. You know, so I like what you're saying, that reconnect. Now, Pastor Terry, now, this has been a great program, but I will never leave this city without asking you, as you uh, as you mediating families, as you talking uh, uh, to families and individuals, what are some of the things, some of the major things that they're facing? We know everybody is different, but it's always that one thing that seems to be getting everybody bogged down. Have you learned to pinpoint well, that yet? Yeah, the, um, the main thing we found out is communication. When you don't have communication with family, everything loses, everything goes down from the time you start with a person to the time that you don't understand and you get confused because communication is the thing of what we have to remember. If you can't communicate with a person, if you can't communicate on your job, you can't communicate in school, you're going to fail. And see, God didn't make us become failures. We're warriors in the word of God. And like um, Brother Daniels was saying, this is a war. But it's a war based on what God is showing us how to handle it. You know, the weapons of this world, in other words, we can never fight it, but the weapons what God is showing us in the spirit, we're able to win this battle. And we win this battle, like you said, and I use part of the mediation part of it, when they're able to reconnect and actually reinvent themselves and say, wait a minute, I'm not going to be poor. I'm not going to do this to go to jail. I'm going to make a change in my life. And what yeah, we come have on to now. And understand that moment in the time they do that, something happens in their mindset. And when their mindset is changed, no, I'm not going to go hurt that person. I'm not going to say this to that person. But now, and what we found out, we took a, um, a survey 
We took a situation that if you can do something 30 days, the same thing over and over again, guess what? It stays with you. And what happens is, and like I said, it's part of like you in the military when you think about you have to get up 4 o'clock in the morning, get out there, you know, that set up the time where they're going to call your name, you're going to do push-ups, and you're going to do things. And your mindset kicks in every day like that. But what, guess what happens? After the 30th day, in which you don't even know how the times are going, you'll start reacting on the good basis. Let's say, for instance, like if you a child comes in the classroom and he's looking at the teacher, he's paying more attention now because he can see what his mind is not thinking about, well, I'm going out to play video games, I'm going out to get on Facebook, I'm going to get on Twitter. No, I'm keeping my mind on what that teacher is saying. I'm going to graduate. So in other words, in his spirit, he says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make a commitment, and when he makes that commitment, guess what? He now has a reconnection in his life, and God has already reconnected him in the spirit. But now he understands there are good things in this world. You know what I mean? And that is so true. That is so true. Brother Daniel, as we get ready to wind down this program here, we want to thank you for your comments. Do you have anything you'd like to add to what Pastor Kerry said or anything else regarding the program? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to meet uh uh, Pastor Kerry one day and uh, show him some of the projects and stuff that I've got and I'm trying to do and uh, maybe he can help me in order to do what I'm trying to do. And I'll be delighted. I'll be delighted and honored. And uh, like I said, every Tuesday you can meet me down at um, it's called uh, Papa's Barbecue, 2231 mm-hmm. uh, Northwest Highway in Harry, Han- Harry Hines. And at 1 okay. o'clock I'm down there at, on Tuesdays. Okay, all right, all right. And that's the thing, right. I've and been down there. I can only go there. You went down there before. I think I've been down there. Brother Gilman goes down there, don't he? Yeah, yeah. But if you want to meet me yeah. on one-on-one, you set up a time, and I can come to you. Okay, all right, then. all right. And uh, I'll, okay. I'll leave my information uh, with uh, uh, Pastor Joel. Okay, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. It's been a great show. It's been a great show. You know, we can go on and on with this here. So we want to thank you again for what you're doing. You know, I'm always encouraged to see and to hear and see other men and women doing what God has put our hands to do. You know, because as I started uh, seeing that God is is God and there is no other, at one time I thought I was God. I'm pretty sure because we all get that. We get outside the will of God and we want to do our own thing, and God has to bring us back to our He had that grace and that mercy. I can say that with, with clarity because one time I didn't, I didn't think much of God. I didn't even honor the thing that God uh, had available for me. But then when my eyes would open, Isaiah 35 said God would open up those blinded eyes, unstop those dead there. I think so much of Paul. Paul was on the uh, was on the road to a burning hell, and God stopped him and opened his eyes. You know, Amen. I thank you for the family reconnect. How you opening people's eyes? You opening their eyes? You unstopping their ears? And you allowing them to be all they could be in Christ Jesus? You know. As I said, help change the life because I, I say that because someone helped change my life. I ain't always done what I always done, but someone took time out with me. Some godly man, some godly woman, they mentored me for a season. I say a season because God put bring uh, situations in our life for a season. It's nothing is permanent but death. You know what I'm saying? It's dead. Mm. But as long as we have breath in our body, we can endure the things that's going on. I think so much that the disciples was on the on the Sea of Galilee and a storm arose, and they had Jesus in the midst that was just mm. for a season. 
often are we calling on Jesus Amen. in the midst of our storms, you know? Jesus, Jesus, Amen. Jesus, have mercy on me. And guess what? He's answering you. He may answer you uh, through something that he calls you to do or may ask you to do some, uh, to a, uh, a prayer that's been rendered on uh, that somebody else is uh, introducing you to. I'm going to put it that way. We cannot overlook the people that God put into our life, you know, as you do a med, uh, as you do a mediator, sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. I realize that I do mentoring. I have some people that I mentor. They doing they doing very well. And some people say, "Man, you uh, you don't know what you're doing. They just say working." But I say, "Okay, brother, I'm sorry." And then guess what? Years later, weeks later, the mm-hmm. month later, they come back and say, "Brother, it was me. It was me. It wasn't you. It was me." That's right. You know, so I, I want to encourage you to stay on the battlefield because sometimes people tell you that what you have just isn't what they need. Uh, you know, and they're true. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what they needed at that time because their heart wasn't right. Their mind wasn't geared up to That's a right. godly thing. So it doesn't stop you from doing mm-hmm. what you what God calls you to do. So I want to encourage you and all those that are that are trying to do the will of the Father. Never give up. Don't get tired of well doing, because you know, because you will Amen. be successful. You will reap if you faint not. Because this is the challenge that we're in. That's why our program is called being Amen. free on the inside. You got to have that freedom to keep going. You got to have that freedom when people tell you it ain't working. You got to have that freedom when everybody else tell you to stop. <laughs> you got to keep going. Amen. I'm not gonna stop. Oh, God gave me the freedom to keep going. He gave you freedom to make mistakes. That's right. awesome, ain't it? You know, sometimes we're scared of making mistakes. Amen. He gave you that freedom to make a mistake yeah. and to get over. How do I know that? Because Peter made a mistake. You know, and God yes, forgave him. He said, hey, then tell mm-hmm. Peter to come on back. You know, I forgive him. Yeah, you made a mistake. Well, come on back. You know, because that's what that grace is. And as we get ready to wind Amen. down, I want to thank you once again for sharing your gift and your talent with me and with our listening audience. I want to thank the callers, Miss Anderson Ms. and Brother Daniel, for coming on here and just sharing their take on, on the family reconnection. It's something that we need. It's, it's something that we need. You know, everyone put together a lot of programs and try to do, a, and we do a lot of events. But sometimes the family, the family seem to fall through through the gap. Man. But we thank God that you that uh, that you that uh, 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 that you that uh, that part that's in the gap. You that uh, you fill it up that breach where the family is slipping through. That you you plug it up the breach that's in the wall, and you allow families to Amen. be come together again, whether they're young or old. Now tell me now, when you do families, what is the youngest one that you've ever done, just from uh, my curiosity, and the oldest ones you've ever done when you said mediator? Because I want people to realize it ain't just for young people, middle-aged people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's for all ages. And I think the youngest one we did, I think it was, he was like 15 years old. And he told his mother that um, he said, it's time for me to, you know, just do what I want to do in life. And she said to him, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, I met a girl in school, and we're thinking about just going going and running away. We don't want to be with our parents no more. But what happened was the mother knew a friend of mine, and she gave me a call. She said, can you talk to him? He don't have a father here. You know, I can't talk to him. He's doing bad in school. You know, his grades is failing. I said, well, where is he at? So she got in touch with me, and I talked to him. But anyway, I found out he wasn't leaving home because of him, the girlfriend. He was leaving home because his mother never listened to him when he's trying to tell her something. You know, 
and he got frustrated, you know, and he decided that he was going to run with a gang and he's going to go and do things that he felt that he thought was right. But when I talked to him and let him understand to reconnect with what he is about, not to understand arguing fuss with the things of his mother was saying, I said, believe in yourself. And, you know, you are, you're 15 years old. Don't have to bring people in your life. In other words, don't let nobody's opinion decide what your future is going to be. And, All know, right. and yeah. let us have And see, and when you think about how that works, he went back to his mom, his grades picked up, and he was doing great, and he kept on doing great. That young man today went into the military. He graduated from high school, graduated, went into the military. Then what he did, his girlfriend, after we talked to her, and she found out oh, she was pregnant. We worked with her and the system and make her understand, don't get rid of this baby. That baby is life. God wouldn't have had you to have that baby because some women are barren, and they wish they had a baby, you know. But what we did, we encouraged her mentally, physically, and built her up as she decided to understand I'm bringing life in this world, and I have a responsibility too. Well, now she has a good job. He's in the military, and their life is doing fine. And now, you know, he every now and then he writes me and sends me, you know, a postcard. Well, I want to thank you for taking time. I said, no, give it to God. And then we also had him understand he had to give his life to God to keep this going. Because, see, what we do, we deal with the natural things, and then the spiritual things take place when we let, said, Lord, now we, we plant the seed, you do the worrying. And when we did that, that young man is just an example of some of the other people we talked, and now his life is the way it's supposed to be, and he's operating the way God planned it to be. The oldest was, we met a woman that was 80 years old, still smoking cigarettes, still hollering, screaming, cussing at everybody, still being angered. When I talked to her, I went to an old folks' home. Well, I put the LD, LD convalescent home. And what I did, I made her feel the little girl in her again. And she was like, I feel good. I said, let me tell you something. The little girl in you is reaching out. Now, she's 80 years old, but that little girl in her was damaged. And she kept that little girl as, and, and it's like you said, like Miss Anderson was saying, the little girl in a woman is still trying to come out and let them know I didn't have no love. I was abused. I was beaten down. Well, the anger in her deceased totally. And she said, you know something? I'm going to start doing something that I know, reconnecting back with life that I know is important. As long as I holler and scream, I'm getting angry and angry. Her pressure's going up. And she's 80 years old, so she starts thinking about life again before she's ready to give up. And say, now look what happened. Now her life is back on channel. She's loving God again. And now she does evangelist work for young students. Oh, that is so. Oh, that's a blessing. That's a, we got to wind down this program right here. But thank you, thank you, thank you once again for being a guest on the program. We're looking forward to us continuing this you. conversation at a later date. Uh, our next guest coming up next weekend would be uh, would be Nurse Norton from Breathe Easily. It's a uh, mobile asthma kiosk center that goes right through the uh, through selected zip codes of Dallas County, giving out free asthma exams. It's uh, state certified. They have physicians on call, and they're helping low-income families and all those that are in need of uh, treatment for uh, uh, asthma-related illnesses. And it's a great thing because at one time I had asthma when I was a young kid, and I didn't realize that the asthma mm. was a, a 
It's something that you don't grow out of. You just learn to control it. Glory be to God that I got out of that environment. Sometimes it triggers from your environment, uh, but you know about allergies that you are really that that's really uh, have you down. So we we thank God for that opportunity to share that with our listening audience, Pastor Kerry. As we get ready to get out of here, we want to thank you once again. I never could thank you enough. I love uh, what you're doing Amen. because of because of programs and ministry like yours that allowed me to be connected with our Heavenly Father, allowed me to continue to do the things that God asked me to do, you know, and give me that freedom Amen. to continue to be to be about my Father's business. Amen. And so we're going to close out here with a word of prayer. We're going to ask you to uh, give us a word of prayer. We want to thank our, our guests, uh, all of them that call in, the ones that will lend their voice to the program, and the ones that just want to listen to it. Thank you, thank you. We're on this Saturday morning with great guests and also just encouraging each other to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Pastor Kerry, would you please close us out in a word of prayer, and you'll be listening to Free on the Inside Ministry. Your host, Mr. Lewis, and co-host, Brother Richard Daniel. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you again for inviting me. And not just that, like I'm uh, being a vessel for the Word of God. And if you do want to know more about this, um, I have a website. It's called www.christianlegalofdallas.org. And um, I definitely want to see everyone come to that meeting on October 6th at the Larry Johnson Center from 5 to 9. And um, the address, I'll repeat it, was 3700 Dixon Avenue, Dallas, Texas. Now let us bow our head in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, as you bless everyone here in listening to your perfect word. Father God, as you bless Pastor Joel, the people here and the word, and that in every way bless, continue his show, and let it understand that it is about you and not about us, oh God. Father God, touch everyone in a special manner, Lord. Touch their hearts and minds. Let them understand about your love, your guidance. And Father Lord, touch the wonderful things in life, oh God, that have happened in every possible way. Bless, Lord, their vineyard in life, oh God. Bless also the things that they have asked for. Some of people right now, Father God, are in prayer. Some are in the hospitals and those in the high places, low places, in the deep places, on heart. And Father God, thank you, Lord, oh God, as those, oh Lord, who have come in every possible way to hear your precious word. Let this program continue to grow, oh God. Let it reach beyond the mountains. Let it reach beyond the regions of things in life. Father God, bless everyone here in every way. Have your way in their life. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. We welcome you in every way, oh God, that there is a time such as this, oh God. Thank you, Lord, as you brought us all together as one. Father God, as we stay on one accord and let your engendered angels be upon our housetops and rooftops and touch each and one of our families. Touch every possible way, oh God, wherever you want it to be, that your word will go forth no matter where and no matter how far. But Father God, we thank you, Lord, as a wonderful time such as this, that you give us another wonderful blessed day. And bless people, oh God, here in this wonderful city of Dallas, oh God, in other cities and towns and other nations and other places, oh God, that be unknown. And Father God, let your word be upon the uncharted places, oh God, that people are still are going through things and problems. But Lord, you bless them in every way that the joy of the Lord will be their strength. Thank you, Lord, always. Father God, thank you, Lord, and bless those in the worst part of life and those who have given up the fact that now they are now understanding how the love and the compassion that is bestowed upon them. And they understand that you, O oh God, are in their life. And we, Father God, agree in every possible way. 
Father God, thank you, Lord, in every way. We ask all these mighty things in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. God bless you now, Pastor Kerry. Looking forward to speaking to you at a later date. You, you've been a great guest. You've been listening to Free on the Inside with our guest this morning, Pastor Terry. Uh, Kerry, with his uh, uh, upcoming event, uh, Re- uh, Family Reconnect. God bless you. Uh, make your way to the event, and uh, God get the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. God bless you. Goodbye. Amen, and thank you again. God bless you.